hello everyone welcome to the new episode of everyday talkies now before you jump on to listening to this episode wait take a breath smile get your regular dose of life changing entropy here on everyday talkies hello guys welcome to the new episode of everyday talkies we are joined back again with pushkar hello hello how's it going going and all together nobody cares anyway <laughs> It's just that it's midnight, and I really get this. We have to make sure everyone knows our backstory, our sad story. कहाँ से आए हमारे grandfather क्या करते थे, and like all this stuff because apparently uh, Indian audiences love this kind of shit. It, they do, but you know that's more like Hindi audience. Okay, see, I'm being racist and dismissive of most of our audience. Sorry, guys, it's just. It's not okay. Moving forward, <laughs> you know both of us. No backstory there. But uh, today, this is not a review corner episode per se. But I guess uh, it might just transition into something like that. But this uh, is Anshul's obsession corner. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. But the whole world is now going gaga over Shark Tank, uh, and everyone is speaking about it. Everyone either loves the show or has some opinion of it. And I have watched like three versions of it: Indian, the UK one that's called Dragons Den. and then there's the US Shark Tank obviously which is like the most famous one so you have watched the US version and now i think half an hour ago you or like a minute ago you finished one episode of in the indian world so you yeah have, i just i i i somehow made my way through the indian version you know we're going to cover all of that so but just to give a context just to just before i jump into you and you tell us your experience i just wanted to set up a level playing field not a level playing field for whatever i'm saying but for people who don't know what shark tank is shark tank is nothing but where somebody goes in front of investors or they might be famous people or businessmen and you pitch your idea and if they like the idea they invest in you by spending some money and you give them certain equity stake Now, this is not an economics class, so just Google the words that you don't know, or watch Shark Tank because this is no video or audio thing. But I can, you know, switch modes and explain you what equity is. So <laughs> it's an amazing scam that only like the Americans could come up with. Shark Tank? No, you know what? See, that is the whole thing. Like, okay, so I have a whole backstory behind this, but. before that let's you know get done with the whole review uh, corner part of it where okay i don't know if there is no imdb login for this so we're not going to do that but pushkar right on to you you have watched i think couple of episodes of the us one and just now you have a fresh memory of the indian version what are the differences how did you like it what are your first i'm coming into this whole world of shark tank as a complete noob okay mm-hmm. and so i don't know like the nitigrities of it and the complexities and how effective it is and all that but see you are like the 90% percent of indian audience so don't worry that is what people want go ahead yeah okay but like so from uh, my like noob perspective uh, what this looks like to me is like this giant scam that uh, you know they've used the power of tv to turn this uh, supposed scam into like uh, something that seems positive like the whole idea like the you said that the uk version is called dragon's den right mm-hmm. the only reason that a person goes to a dragon's den is to defeat the dragon not to make a deal with the dragon to sell your armor to the dragon <laughs> so it's essentially that small businesses are going to uh, you know these uh, basically big uh, rich people and the rich people are Uh, they're basically voluntarily offering up uh, themselves to the rich people, and they're like, "Okay, we'll take fifty percent of your company, and uh, for like for 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 what like fifty lakhs? That's that's nothing." 
I mean, it seems like daylight robbery uh, that they've kind of dressed up in this whole uh, television, you know, veneer to make it seem like it's a good thing. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I mean, it's not MasterChef India. It's not that bad. <laughs> but uh, it's there is a lot of you know this Indian Idol thing uh, happening there, where you know you have this you have the uh, comical music playing when the sharks are trying a scooter or something, and you have uh, people making jokes, and you have just like random asides from characters explaining what a particular concept is, which is like that is that one is helpful. But otherwise, it's a lot of uh, you know. Dumbing down of what the US version is to supposedly reach like a wider audience in India, I guess. Yeah, see, I get your whole point. So now, just to bring that philosophical context, and then we can talk about the whole thing. This whole idea of Shark Tank is just a modernized, not a modernized, but a televised version of what really happens in real life. Okay, so let's say that you're a small business. Now you have to get in some money. Now, for people who are uninitiated, the only way you can raise money for a business is by two ways: by selling some stake of your company, that is equity, or by taking loans. Now, obviously, with loans, what the main fear is that you have to someday return it, unless you're Vijay Malaya or somebody else, that you can take that loan and just run away. That's a whole different issue. But and that at a you know decent interest rate, some twelve percent, which is mostly quoted in the show, to even higher interest rates in the market. And the other way is where you don't have to pay back anything. That is, you sell some percentage of your company in return of some money, and the other person becomes a investor. Now, if it is more than fifty percent, they become a partner, a co-founder, or something of that sort. But if it is minuscule, then you don't really because they're just an investor. They can give you guidance, and that is essentially how businesses run worldwide. Like even today, uh, you know, we have this IIT of Research Park, right? So where there are, and there are incubation centers in our college where people bring the startup ideas, they discuss on it, they build on them, and then they pitch those ideas in front of investors and they raise money by selling some stake of their company. So the, it essentially happens in a very large scale. It starts from you know, like if if I had to make a roadmap, let's say you know you and um, like both you and me, we uh, we came up with this idea for everyday talkies, okay. And we now want to raise funds for this podcast. Now, the only way the first person will ever fund us is friends and family, right? Because you know they'll be it will be more of an emotional decision and more on banking on on us rather than the whole idea of the podcast, whether it will you know run on in Indian markets or how the content is. Just you know backing us. But this first round of funding is actually called FFF. It's called friends, family, and fool. Because essentially mm. <laughs> you're not backing the business idea, you're backing the person behind it, and which is essentially okay somewhere, right? But most of these backings fail because obviously you know you only see success stories, your failures people hardly notice them, and then you move on to you know angel investing where you actually pitch in front of certain investors who are high net worth individuals, and you try to gain get money from them by selling some stick, and then you move into Series A, Series B, where you raise large sums of money from venture capital funds. Firms, which are like big firms like Sequoia, Tiger, which I think you guys have heard when uh, you know hearing about a Paytm or all of these these big companies investing money. Yeah, yeah. So these are venture capitals, and they have different seed rounds. It means they're earning, they're raising money, and towards the end, IPO happens, which Pushkar just got to know recently, where he invests money and try to double, tries to double them. So essentially, when IPO happens, most of these venture capital firms get their benefits, right? Because uh, in IPO, they get a better valuation and they exit. Right, and then they now take that wealth and now invest it, uh, invest in some other startup. So there, these venture capitals, angel funds are dealing with high risky ventures, trying to getting you know exponential returns. That is essentially the whole market of investment. So yeah, it it's is a capitalistic playing the market. 
yeah it is a capitalistic thing like it's not a scam per se but it is a capitalistic thing and obviously when it is televised you have that sort no, of no that's not that's not the scam part that i'm talking about see like all these uh, angel investors and seed rounds and all of this stuff like i already like, i know about this all of this from uh, mostly from like silicon valley and also all my engineer friends who will not stop talking about it <laughs> ever just like every conversation between a group of engineers it's just this unicorn company for this much funding and this and that and it's just like uh, it's it's excruciating but any anyway, my point was about specifically about the episode that i just watched where uh, the sharks are like uh, buying into like 50% of a company and uh, for like for like a measly like 40 lakhs 50 lakhs or something which which it seems like daylight robbery right i mean after that point if the company does become big you're essentially you could easily force out the uh, original founder of the company and essentially take over the company whenever you want that to yeah that is actually true like i get this whole point and you know after hearing stories of facebook and all of that it gets re like uh, reestablished in our mind that this can very much happen but i don't know whether they'll you know go against the brand i guess for money people can do anything uh, but on the second part right like there is a whole metric behind it like these people who have very low sales they should not even come to the shark tank right because like i was uh, reading through this and i was uh, you know uh, having this workshop back on uh, saturday we were tr- we were trying to value startups we were learning valuation of startups we were trying to value ipos you know and understand whether what is the listing price and how is it better is it undervalued overvalued all of that that is you know more on the financial aspect but just to give you a bit of context let's say you're a product company yeah. uh, if you're a product company then ideally your valuation is just one time your sales annual sales so if you're earning like 50 lakhs a year as a revenue as sales then your valuation is 50 lakhs now obviously some in, this is not exact size so okay, i'm giving an average value um, and some might value it a crore so it's around usually that right because it depends on what story you are selling it's not about what your company actually it's it's about how you market it right ultimately everything is that now second comes is services now let's say that you sell a cleaning business or a hair dressing business so usually your valuation of a company is twice that of your annual sales so if you're doing a crore sales in a year your value your valuation is 2 crores so like your hair cutter a barber who, who he runs a company a small shop uh, in front of your house if he you know earns like 10 lakh rupees a year then on average his company valuation is around 20 lakhs like if somebody has to just you know buy him out like that is what essentially but obviously these numbers are again think of it that way now if some companies marketing themselves a technology company then their valuation jumps into 4x their rev- annual revenue and if they're marking themselves as network company like you know facebook or um, twitter or any of this then right. or you know any metaverse concept then the valuation jumps 8x their annual revenues wow essentially to in today's time networking has the highest value if you can bring a lot of people in the same platform at the same time to use anything or to interact with each other you have like and if you're doing that successfully you can ask for any valuation and that is why you see absurd valuations for google facebook uh, twitter and all of them or snapchat for that matter like the numbers go pure, like they are loss making companies but they go crazily high right now uh, with this also no with Ola, investing you are investing in the potential of what the company could be right exactly. so even if you start out with loss at like for the first 4 years 5 years however many years it's the promise that eventually it's going to give you like tenfold profit yeah but that is the whole point now again it depends on the risk like investor now obviously in shark tank and both in us and india like or any other country like they're all money 
uh, making people right so if they can get a better uh, you know deal out of paying less money why wouldn't somebody not like even if they are the richest person in the world right yeah exactly but uh, you know generally in society that is considered bad bad faith uh, correct yeah, uh, yeah. business right but they've turned this they've turned this whole idea into this television show where uh, you're essentially like uh, rooting for these ruthless sharks to uh, you know basically devour the small fish that comes into ask for an investment that is essentially but you know that is the ultimate truth that we because need like because the show is structured in such a way that you want the invest you want the entrepreneur who comes to the investor to get money you don't really pay attention to what they are like sacrificing in order to get that money so you never go like uh, if you're watching that episode you never go like oh i hope he says no to uh, the offer that he's given because what happens is in every offer you have like five or six sharks three of the sharks will uh, initially back out so then you feel like oh they only have like this many deals now or if they have only one or two sharks that are interested they're like oh these four people have uh, given up and these two people are uh, interested you should take that offer while it's on the table and you like you like the audience will start rooting for um, the person you know who's uh, presenting his product to basically take that offer no matter how bad it actually might be which is like it's a very it's a genius way of uh, flipping the whole script of like you know bad faith investment but yeah that is true that is true like you always root for them to get the money you always root for the shark and i think they have idealized them and in india with everything right like once you become a judge of any reality show and here sharks are kind of judges right you could just say that um yeah, yeah. and so and they I have mean, literally sitting on like giant thrones like they they uh, you know they put them on a pedestal and everything it's you can't get much more like it, it's it's subconscious you subconsciously start thinking that you know they are some like the people who know more than they might uh, actually know or it you know elevates their status because that in in effect is like subconsciously uh, messaging that uh and also like what i found funny is like the episode just randomly cut away to one of the sharks and their lives he like uh, i started as a this and no i i am a co-founder in bharat pay and i like did this 80 times um, return on investment or whatever and i'm just like this is what just like this is what was in their contract he, like if i'm to be the a, uh, a shark on the show and embarrass myself for these many episodes i need to market myself as well and so there's just like random uh, uh, i don't know if it if this is the case in the us version but here it's just like random blatant advertising for your uh, company or just like your uh, personality as a brand yeah 100% because you know um, i just heard that boat is now planning their ipo i'm sure you also know about it so yes i do see the way they market it right now initially i cared less about what products i didn't give a damn but after binging through like 31 or so episodes now i don't know i think they're a good company i had no opinion before but yeah, now yeah, because think... because uh, the guy who is like uh, representing both the co-founder i forgot his name uh, uh, yeah, yeah like that, he he is like a yeah he is like a legend just like he's the he's playing the comedian of the show he's just like uh, you know the charismatic side character who is like just interested in everything and you know he's uh, making jokes all the time and this and that like they all the sharks have roles that they have to fit into right so but that uh, is the genius of to... i think the directors or whosoever the casting of the show like they chose these investors particularly because of maybe this see ashneer is the bharat pe guy he's the rude guy right but he speaks like he's like kevin o'leary in us yeah, if you exactly. had to draw a parallel uh, the board guy is the funny other comedian one you said and there are the good guys like the lenscart guy 
so it's all like a fit that they you know strove towards uh uh-huh. i mean that whole momo mami thing that was just ex- and like why did they have to put that as like the first in like first entrepreneur of the first episode and i mean it's just like because later some of the people people who uh, came in after her were a lot better it's just that like it started out on such a weird place just like with frozen momos and uh, yeah. i know you have a affinity towards momo okay we'll we'll, we'll find that later <laughs> no but and some of the things i did not even just understand like the frozen momo thing when ashneer was like uh, are you planning to convert this into a cloud kitchen i'm just like they sell frozen momos for a living how are they going to convert it into a uh, kitchen thing because that's those are two completely different businesses yeah. that is why he like he changes the business entirely whenever somebody comes into the tank so yeah see again i don't want to spend too much on the every episode because you know i i don't remember half of it and uh, the audience like i don't know I, anyway I don't no, okay so let me let me ask you about like i've been talking about these things like i barely seen any of it but let me ask you what do you think what is it for you that makes it so addictive about this show like i you've seen like many seasons of the us one you've seen the uk one and now you're like binge watching the india one so what is it that you are so attracted to uh, you know uh, with this show uh, for me indian version is obviously not that great it's like out there i don't know there's any better way there is those forts within this like internet yeah. it's okay it, it's but, the indian idol thing it's yeah. it goes through that whole uh, you have to reach the you know emotional core of everything that i get it like i have come to live with it i live in india and i understand that audience like us you and me who are more attuned to foreign cinema or you know uh, whatever entertainment we will find these things crass subtlety but, we are more attuned to subtlety yeah so but most of the indian audience actually enjoy this stuff yeah right? so that is why i don't blame them if they want to cater to the masses we are not the masses you know we uh, voice the most opinions but nowhere should the audience like they should care about us because we don't we mostly torrent things or you know we watch a more foreign cinema but the main audience is watching their right in tv and i think they have done a tremendous job in bringing the conversation about startups to households who had never heard about you know starting their own businesses or the kids like my 7 8 year not about the kids front because like literally everybody talks about startup these days like at least in like people of our generation or younger hey, our generation is different because all obviously we will see people in colleges who are talk, obviously have have that you know aspirational thing and start no, just like forget our generation just people who are even 10 years or 15 years older than us it has started in like the last 10 years all anybody ever talks about the startup i'm surprised shark tank took this long to get into uh you know india because no no the this the plan last... was already there like i have been hearing news about this on the past 10 years like when i first stumbled upon us shark tank i searched when is the indian shark tank coming because i wanted to see what businesses happen in india and essentially that comes brings me to the whole point that that is why i'm addicted to the show i don't really care about how they portray it okay i skip through most of the things i only wa- and i usually skip through you know the first few seconds of the presentation itself because that's very cheesy you know it's like force fit thing i'm like okay yeah okay fine i get your point like you have to sell this for the audience who are watching us fine but i really want to have the discussion thing now that they have between like the questions that they ask and some of the questions okay are uh, no right right like some of the what i do want to comment the show about like what it does uh, almost better than shark tank usa is all the judges give 
actually interesting feedback that is uh, genuinely useful in the indian market at least yeah exactly exactly that is the whole point and you know i now have maintained a database basically i now try to guess with them that what valuation will this actually fit under right and will these judges so it's, it's like an internal competition that i'm having okay for me this is the story that they're selling and this is their ideal valuation and this is the wiggle room now let's see what they say so that actually validates me and the whole idea of my sense of valuation so it's more of a learning experience especially in right, indian so context so you're like playing along with them exactly like for the us one it's great okay and i enjoyed because that usually and even the, the recent seasons have dipped down a bit i don't know because even they are now catering to the whole covid bandwagon and everybody's starting this swap story i get it but it's too much now so uh, i should not be saying this but okay fine i can't like it's been too much too many swap stories don't you know help me but i really want i didn't understand the market that i'm currently living in when i'm watching us version of the uk version yeah i get these startups happen but it's always aspirational thing right you say ki okay when i get there i might do this this is not happen in india but when a show like this happens in india when you see people actually doing it pitching this you know and you see this is happening there are products these are the feedback that is given you see okay this is something which is achievable and these are the things which actually happen and these are actual investments right like there is no other show in indian television which actually shells out this much money per episode the highest was karodpati konmane karodpati and that also an episode like a person could earn a crore rupees maximum in that episode right they could nothing more than that and if it's a 7 crore episode they used to milk it for two episodes right and yeah and from what i understand this is like their own money that the, the investors are uh, putting in their own money uh, correct correct in all these like deals and also like another thing i read up is that uh, of all the handshake de- deals that happen on the show only about uh, you know 50 or 60% make it to uh, actual like legal contracts because yeah, most yeah. Uh, entrepreneurs usually tend to p- pull out after like due diligence this also is also a fact because in us this happens a lot right usually uh, they say as you mentioned like the 50 60% ballpark or even lesser but in india apparently this ballpark this number is even higher than 2/3 because it's the first season so nobody wants to be that back out thing because they don't know how successful they are right and the second part is that they, they drill down the application so much like i've heard that the, initially there was so much pool of applications and there was so much round of screening that the some of these investors like the mqr investors she invested in 25 companies and all her deals deals are going through all wow. 100% so and she spent like 10 crore yeah. rupees uh, in the entire 30 episodes like or whatever episodes whatever number of episodes she was in like that's a whole different thing right so this is obviously the indian context is a bit more on trust and faith and all of that right and obviously if there's something shady which there were cases uh they didn't reveal obviously the company name which got uh which they didn't partner into but yeah that screening process is a lot tighter here i think most of the deals will go through maybe in future seasons the companies themselves will back out because they will see so much popularity of just coming into shark tank and which is happening exactly for- yeah that that happened a lot in the us shark tank from what i understand ki people Correct. used to just come on the show just for the popularity of it and that would just boost their sales uh, enough that they wouldn't need like outside investment yeah that is the whole point so yeah i guess like and it's not a bad thing also right that coming for uh marketing but yes if you sign on a deal if you handshake on a deal i think it's bad faith to just go back on it i'm not sure that's just my personal opinion for you i mean it's it's a world of like on both side you have people who are just trying to get the better of each other so i'm not like i am not invested in either 
either of them so like whatever you do afterwards i don't really give a shit <laughs> but yeah one fun fact i have about this whole thing is uh, so shark tank started as like a variation on dragon's den right and so i was interested to see like why is it called shark tank or dragon's den or whatever and the general consensus from what i can understand is the whole thing is that it's called dragon's den because uh, you're like a small time uh, businessman who is going to a large uh, uh, you know in business like the rich businessman and the dragon's den thing i think mostly goes back to uh, mythical dragons from like you know tolkien fantasy who sit on a hoard of gold basically Okay. Uh, which is the thing like dragons uh, dragons dens usually con- contain all the treasure so that kind of a thing idea i guess but even that ma- makes no sense to me because you have to slay the dragon to get to the treasure anyway um <laughs> but what i did find out was uh, find out was dragon's den is not actually the original uh, show so dragon's Ooh. den itself is based on a japanese show from 2001 called the tigers of money okay Wow. and the tiger yeah the tigers of money is it's named uh, it's named the tigers of money because it's a pun on the tiger of malaya and the tiger of malaya is was it's it's uh, it's the nickname given to a, a japanese general called tomo tomoyuki yamashita and he was called yeah bear with me he was called that he was called the tiger of malaya because during world war 2 he was the guy who led japanese forces into the invasion of malaya and the battle of singapore which is like the worst uh, loss in the history of the british empire and he was essentially the reason that india almost got invaded by the japanese during world war 2 wow yeah this is a new so, thing like, that even I, i had no clue about yeah and so like this whole connection led me all the way back to like the novel that i'm writing right now <laughs> wait are we going to see some shark tank corrections in a new novel no absolutely not uh, not in a million years but this was just like a bit of interesting history that uh, i you know found while researching this whole thing but yeah the whole name because i am very interested in names you know because uh, the thing is like you call something shark tank and after a point what happens is shark tank becomes associated more with uh, these investors and entrepreneurs than it is with actual shark tanks could so, to make sense yeah yeah 100% i always like going back to like why things were named like that in the first place because it kind of gives you an insight into what the people making it were thinking or what the general idea behind this whole thing was and that was what led me to this whole thing of like is this really like a good idea for a show or are we just like ripping people off and uh, you know putting it on television making it look good but yeah supposedly it's a lot more complicated because i mean i'm happy for the small time investors who just go on there for publicity and then uh, fuck off uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> and have nothing to do with all these uh, ultra rich people but yeah that was my aside now back to you tell me like uh, would you ever consider if you had a viable idea would you ever going uh, consider going on shark tank india ah uh, yeah i have thought about this a lot seriously um I'm not sure. Like, I don't think so. Uh, maybe for a marketing purpose, for sure. Maybe if I'm in desperate need. Again, those scenarios, uh, like when I have people employed under me, then obviously it becomes a sense of responsibility, just not for me, but for the people who I'm employing, right? So then there's whole dynamics at play. But purely, if I ever wanted to start a, like if I wanted to have a startup, it would mostly be bootstrapped, right? Because I don't know. In this way, I'm a control freak. I am not, guys. Just. 
if anybody's looking then what up <laughs> but like i need to have the whole ownership or with my founders or co-founders the initial vision so that i have the freedom of doing what i want if i fail i fail that's good but it's between me and you like just take this podcast right like it's between me and you if it fails i don't give two shits it, anyway it's not succeeding in any sort of way i don't have <laughs> millions of followers right so it doesn't really matter but i really want to have entire creative control or the control of it just so that i can do things at my own pace right and if this is not working out right, for right. me i can spend some time on something else but yes if i am you know full time invested in a startup where and now i have people who are risk- depending on me for their livelihood then the whole dynamics changes right because then uh, it's just not about me like i could live under exactly. a hut somewhere but they could not right yeah right so this is what this is also something i wanted to note because i uh, thought about it while watching the show mm-hmm. is that a lot of it like at least in shark tank india a lot of the uh, feedback regarding these products that come it's very uh, either like you know oriented towards making it a viable business and that kind of shapes the identity of the company rather than uh, the company kind of driving the business you know or the idea driving the business behind it so uh, for example when that uh, the scooter guy came in, mm-hmm. uh, the electric scooter Right. so his whole thing was uh, he was not even like manufacturing it he was just taking it and providing the service so what uh, the investors basically um, turned it into was that that would not be your main selling point your main selling point would be collecting data regarding this thing and selling the data like that is your main business or like uh, one of the people came in and they wanted to uh, basically sell uh, sleeves uh, for like clothes right so um what they said what the uh, shark said was is essentially like you can't just make sleeves and make a business out of it you have to expand into uh, other things like you know detachable collars and all this stuff and this and that and at that point like the thing that occurred to me is that most of the people that come on the show are not really uh, they're they're essentially just businessmen uh, they're they're you know marketing people uh they're not really creating anything they're just taking products from somewhere and then creating a brand out of it like there are people who create brands and sell it uh, into places so like you and i are not uh, people who you are not you and i are not like marketing brand kind of a people we are largely like we focus more on the creation part of the thing like you and i do this podcast because we love it we don't really do this podcast because we want to create a brand out of it correct yeah so that was one big difference that i noted here so it's like the thing where you know uh, the whole reason lamborghini was started as a company was because there was one guy who used to make tractors who was like uh, all italian cars are shitty so let me make an italian car that is better than the rest of them that was the whole reason why the guy who was named lamborghini started lamborghini but then lamborghini became a huge company because of other people who came in and you know marketed it into this large brand so there was this whole disconnect between the product the creator and the people who make it a brand okay i have a very strong stance here okay to be honest right you remember the tea shop uh, right below our uh, this flat right opposite to the back gate of our college yeah the malari tea shop right? yeah. the lemon tea they used to earn crazy amount like people used to flock there right they would have monthly business of over of tens of lakh rupees easy yeah why don't they go out and you know look for funding they have better sales than any of them that came in on shark tank right 
like most of the pitches that happened on shark tank then why don't they go who's to say they won't the who's to say they won't no see that is the point they won't they won't i'll tell you why because most of these com- people in our indian businesses are filled with uh, like our indian uh, whole ecosystem is filled with businesses which earn tens of lakhs of rupees on a monthly basis a crore have a uh, sale of over a crore in a year it's not really difficult because we have over 120 crore people right so yeah, and yeah. if it's it's if it's something like one food edible thing you could do generative like like a proper thing where you actually place it if the location is right it's booming it does not really matter there but it's not investable bro you can't really grow the shit out of it you can't make it into a 100 crore or 1000 crore business until and unless you put a brand behind it yeah so mba chai wala okay tea everyone was selling right this person he made a brand out of selling tea selling as mba chai wala and now he's opening up franchises we had hotels who could who could uh, give uh, accommodations but now all yeah what is this ola uber no not ola uber what's that thing called zostel zostel not zostels bro where you book easy hotels uh, cheaper hotels yeah Air, airbnb not airbnb but the indian version how come i'm so forgetful of this what are you talking about the red color oh, brand oyo 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 yes oyo yeah my bad so oyo no it it does not market itself as a service right that it's providing a service of booking rooms it markets itself as a network of rooms that you can choose from and that is why it's so it's valued like atx the revenue like it's about how you sell the story yeah again. exactly exactly so that's what i'm that's what i'm talking about now see this is not it's not a show about creators or like uh, uh tradesmen who come in and pitch their uh, products it's okay. about people it's about uh, uh, entrepreneurs if we can call them that essentially coming in and uh, pitching different networks like different variations of the same network so it's like either a network of like hotel chains coming together or a network of like restaurants coming together or like creating a network service of uh, you know anything that you can think of just like uh, some you know market that you haven't tapped into it's essentially the same idea being recycled over and over again so when someone comes in and says that you know i have this idea for a sleeve and that this and that it's not that they are creating designs for a sleeve or it's not that they are uh, you know uh, making uh, stuff in their home or like creating this whole thing from scratch it's just that they are employing other people to create knock off versions of um, things that already exist and just selling them as like this new idea yeah but th- i think that is the way of the land right because nowadays if you don't build a brand around yourself if you don't know marketing you essentially can't grow into that multifold business and then it's not investable right most of these investors had the same feedback so i guess what my point was really is is this is a show for people who want to go into the business of brands correct it's not a show for uh, people who come up who have an idea for a business and then create a business and then want to expand that business in in today's market you're not going to be the person who starts a uh, you know a fashion brand who starts a food brand or who starts like a any sort of uh, idea and then uh, expands it into like a uh, worldwide franchise you're just going to be the guy who uh, creates a service for already existing things and kind of bring them together on a platform and uh, sell it as like a bundle yes that is like the major i think uh, aggregator model is actually something which because you build a network that is something which is spreading and even with the whole franchise thing right you are absolutely correct unless and until like you build a brand that is the only those things are promoted on shark tank and it basically excludes the entire population of businesses that our fathers do they don't have brands behind them right they do their work they create they create products or even they might be doing services 
and they might be earning also enough but the whole point is that they can't grow beyond that certain point because there is no brand behind it because unless and until you put a brand behind and marketing behind it you can't get that numbers you can't expand you know globally exactly. and all of that exactly. so yeah. i think that is essentially the nature of startup and that is how the capitalistic world has to move also it's a bit weird and i think like the only thing that i want to uh, like last thing i want to highlight with this is uh, with these kinds of models of business what can happen often is that you tend to forget about the product itself so you can like if you have a brand you can like coast uh, off of making subpar products right like you're not really making anything exceptional for it to become like a huge business if you have a brand behind it so if you have a brand you can just go like create substandard products and then like take boat for example i mean boat is not like the pioneer of um, you know uh, audio technology Easily. on this not at all not at all yeah so like a sennheiser uh, or like a bose will still be a 100 times better than any of bose products but that's not what bose is selling bose is basically selling the brand it's selling this whole uh, image of you know uh, these affordable uh, earphones that uh, you know are branded by like known celebrities and this and that and that is what it is selling you know like you're not buying uh, boat because you know that the audio quality is this or the, that or something like that you're buying it because uh, they're selling it they're selling you what you know what they're selling you what is trending right now. and that's why you and know, it works like you know there yeah, are it works exactly cheaper so, chaifi you know those chinese but high fidelity uh, audio file gear which you can get but we don't trust them we trust yeah. both yeah exactly exactly so that's what and like how many people do you know who buy like sennheiser earphones on a regular because they're like slightly expensive but they will last you 10 times longer but how many people do you know who actually like spend the like 300 rupees extra to buy a sennheiser uh rather than just like going for the boat thing because boat will give you like you know stupid things like uh, you know colored uh, wires and they'll give you like a, a fancy mic or something like that i don't know. they'll give you some dumb shit like this and they'll be like oh you can buy this and you can buy this at like the cheaper price so obviously like they'll become a bigger brand but their products will not be uh, essentially like better than uh, other companies or like more established companies that started out as like the pioneers of uh you know uh, audio technology that was my only point about this whole thing like the product can sometimes get forgotten when all you're doing is selling brands or networks or this kind of stuff ha huh, that is that that i understand like even i can close off with one you know small thing i'm not sure how many people know this but like since you talked about boat right and so bharat pay i had never heard of it to be honest right before coming to do the show because i know paytm everybody uses google pay I have never seen Bharat Pay, but then you know people reminded me it's the QR code which is of the retail shops, and I was interested. Like, how the hell does he earn so much money? And when I read about it, he charges nothing to the retailers. He just puts a QR code there, right, which integrates all the UPI IDs. Like, you can scan it from PayTM, GPay, or any other random app, and uh, it will you know lead you to the address, and you can pay off. That is essentially the shit. But what he earns is. that because every transaction is now going through his platform he's keeping track that how much is that small shop in kolkata or somewhere earning per month it's data data and with that it provides a loan to that small shop that okay i you know this is your earning i know that so how about i give you this much of loan at a lower interest rate than the markets so that you can grow your business right so in the market you get 12 14% 16% they'll offer you 9 and 1/2% 10% now obviously the shopkeeper is interested 
they take the loan and this is where it earns because most of the debts in the real world you know i think 10 or 20 20 I, i'm not sure the exact figure 10 20% are bad debts people don't pay off but bharat pay collects 96% of its debt because it has such minute knowledge of how much they're actually earning and how do they get back the payments once they give out a loan they deduct a nominal fee in every transaction that is going through the platform from the shopkeeper's account as interest right to pay off the loan so essentially the shop and shopkeeper agrees to this so essentially he's taking the loan automatically and is funding himself and on the other hand he's selling this data to other aggregators or other companies who might need it and that is why it has over like 20000 crore valuation or i don't know what absurd number the company has valued now so yeah i get the whole point how different companies you know are pivoting towards something else and it's just not the face value thing that they're marketing but yeah that's the world we live in there's nothing much we can do but at least you know this show has brought in this conversation in every household not just in our age but you know to kids and even to elders who never used to talk about businesses right in, in front of their kids yeah. so i Because think that's what we need that's what we need more brands but yeah with that uh, i guess this episode has been long enough we should really uh, end this it's almost 1 am now <laughs> we'll come back next week with something new i get i get more and more radical as the night passes <laughs> Uh, and like for example like what is cred like can you explain to me what cred is and how that is supposed to be like a profitable model okay yeah Because cred is cred is the same thing it is everywhere right yeah i'll tell yeah, you it is everywhere right now and it's like the only thing i think it's costing off is data yeah and that is essentially it right so what cred does is cred initially started off as a private platform right where it only it was it only invited people invite only basis right so it created a supreme elite club of people who can pay off the credit card so people who can pay off the credit card it means that they are well to do person they have a good credit rating best great option there now they opened it to the world people are coming in now they have a network of people who have over 750 rating in credit okay so there is a i think it 900 is the maximum mark or 800 i'm not depending on different agencies and if you are in certain mark you are a good credit uh, rating you pay off debt uh, timely credit cards timely it means you are a respected individual you will not default on loans given to you so i am sure red will pivot in the near future in providing you loans in providing you better financial alternatives because they know you will pay it off easily and will provide it to you on a cheaper rate and they are now selling this data that okay this group of 10 people they're great at credit credit history so they will now sell this data to some other bank at a high price and that bank will push their loans to us so that is essentially how they earn uh, money so i'm not sure if they're profitable or not i don't uh, because they are a fairly new startup i don't know and, if you uh, picked this up like this audible sigh of just like dystopia like you know the <laughs> coming out of my breath it's just yeah bro nothing is free like if anything is free in this world it means you are getting sold it's as simple as that i don't know who quoted this <laughs> but that is essentially it with that with that dystopian like and <laughs> thank you guys this episode has really been long we'll come back next week with something new uh maybe reviewing something or i don't know what uh but yeah if you have any suggestions you can do so you can support us and buy me a coffee but more than that i would strongly strongly suggest that if you are into sci-fi go buy forbidden planet it has been my now standard outro for all the episodes so yes, do that it's pushkar's book you should make book. a brand out of that <laughs> ultimately we will be uh, you know i'm sure like i'm going to be awake this like this whole night i'm going to be awake with anxiety now just like you know just having this you know dystopian sense of weight <laughs> burdening my whole soul into like the floor just yeah so thanks for that and for people listening to us if you're listening to us at night you also can live in that dystopia with that thank you everyone who signed up bye uh, go by forbidden planet see ya
Thank you for listening to this episode. Follow us on social media and do let us know if you want to be part of the next episode. Till then, live long and prosper.